and welcome back to the Weekly Rundown presented by the Minnesota Daily. I'm your host, Paul Hodewanik, and we are back after a long winter break, and so much has happened since we've been gone. The football team won the Outback Bowl, the men's basketball team has had a couple nice upset wins, Gable Stevenson returned to the wrestling team after a suspension, but what I want to talk about for today's podcast is not any of those things. It's actually Lindsey Whalen and the women's basketball team because a lot has been happening since we last talked. Before break, they couldn't have really been feeling better. I believe they were 11-1, and now I'm not sure how much lower they can kind of fall at this point. Uh, So to discuss this crazy turn of events, both on the court and off the court, we have our women's basketball reporter, Brendan O'Brien, here in studio. How are we doing, Brendan? Good. How are you, Paul? I'm doing pretty good. Make sure to check out Brendan's women's basketball coverage on mndaily.com or pick up a paper in any university building. So let's jump right in. So the the big news since we've been gone hasn't really been what's been happening on the court. It's been what has kind of transpired off the court, and right. there's not a lot of information about it, which I think makes people a little bit more just we no one knows really what's going on. They're keeping it very close to the vest, and mm-hmm. so it has to do with their star guard, Destiny Pitts. So can you kind of take us through what has kind of happened in the last month from being on the team, being their best player, their go-to option, and now off the team. Sure. So back on Thursday, January 9th, uh, even though it was winter break, the women's basketball team still has plenty of uh, games home and away. They were hosting Northwestern, and they were. it was a close matchup between both teams. And within the last seven minutes, if you were watching or listening to the broadcast, uh Fans and media members found out that Destiny Pitts wasn't playing in the last seven minutes of this close loss, and you'd think, okay, a leading scorer for this women's basketball team, it'd be kind of nice to have her out there and uh, give yourself a better chance of uh, winning that important Big Ten game and snapping a losing streak. So then on Friday, January 10th, still there was not a lot of clarity as far as why she didn't play. She didn't look injured. Um, she had been playing fairly well, um, but Destiny Pitts herself learned that she was suspended um, for what the university and the uh, team called conduct unbecoming of a teammate, which can Very mean a, yeah, Very it can vague. mean a variety of different things. Um, so the public was still pretty unaware, um, and everyone expected her to still kind of be playing for the team, but then. Their next game that Sunday against Illinois, she didn't travel with the team and neither did uh, the two Bellow sisters um, as well. So then a lot of people did start to kind of know that there had to have been something that was going on within the team. And then following Thursday, January 16th, Destiny Pitts goes to Twitter and Instagram and announces she's going to enter the transfer portal. Um, so she's no longer a part of the team, and she can transfer to any other university uh, to play basketball. Um, it was a pretty explosive, like social media post. There it seemed like there were a couple of shots being fired by right. Pitts. Not sure how Whalen feels about that at the press conferences. She doesn't seem too happy. Obviously, you're never gonna be happy when a player is suspended, but. She didn't just kind of go on her merry way. She had right. some stuff to say. Yeah. She hadn't been suspended in high school or in college, and Pitts made sure that people had known about that. So she did say that 
she was suspended for her body language, but still it's pretty vague because you're not sure um, what exactly she did um, to really instigate the suspension. And was it something that just happened that one night that the coaches thought was worthy of suspension or was it something that had been kind of building up? Um, so then in this tweet, she also thanked the Bellow sisters for sitting out and not traveling to the Illinois game um, in a protest of this suspension that Pitts and the Bellows thought was unjust. Yeah, it was it was kind of a weird scene because we want to remind everyone Whalen's new Destiny Pitts right. wasn't a Whalen recruit, so mm-hmm. that can always just some people don't fit. We've seen that with Fleck. A lot of people mm-hmm. had to transfer out before others came in, and still people that were there before kind of feeling it out. So it takes a while. So who knows if Whalen would have recruited Pitts in the first place if there were there was some sort of rift between them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, on social media, all the players were kind of reaching out in support of Pitts. Obviously, the Bellow sisters felt strongly enough about it that they wanted to sit out. And there's a lot of speculation on what exactly Pitts did. I don't want to get into that because we don't have any of that confirmed. Right. And I don't want to put anything out there. There are a couple things online that you can go and read if you are so interested. But it's definitely interesting. Waylon has seemed cordial about it when asked. You can tell she's kind of working through things trying to figure out what to say, what not to say, not to say too mm-hmm. much. And it's just a weird situation because Waylon just keeps saying we're going to respect the player's privacy, but mm-hmm. it seemed like Pitts was pretty out in the open about what it was. And so it's a little interesting that we haven't been able to kind of piece together anything else. And so, yeah, but she still we still don't really have a clear answer on why she was suspended. Um, so in her absence... And going forward this season and into the future, what are the Gophers missing without Pitts? Sure. Well, this season she was averaging sixteen, about 16 points per game, uh, which was a team high. Um, and she's also a really top three-point shooter in the country. And they do have some uh, three-point shooting still intact around the team, but uh, losing one of your primary three-point shooters obviously is going to be um, somewhat killer. Um on the offensive end of the court, they, um, she was a freshman, uh, all big 10 freshman of the year. She was, um, all big 10 her sophomore year. And then this year, uh, ended up being, um, in the middle of December announced for a national player of the year award. So, uh, they are going to have some, uh, pretty big shoes to fill with her, uh, not on the team anymore. Yeah. Just trying to compare it to like men's basketball. It's like, if they lost Oturu or something like that, Correct. or yeah. Kalsha or Carr, it's one of those main cogs. And the team was struggling when Pitts was in there, just kind of in the meat of the Big Ten season, and they've continued to struggle. Mm-hmm. So it's unclear like where the blame is and what we can attribute those losses to. But recently, it's especially the Iowa game they were in, I'm sure coming down they need a bucket just to kind of seal it. Pitts would have been a go, right. good go-to option there. They were up on Wisconsin last night, uh, mm-hmm. Wednesday, and then they kind of let that one falter. So you can only you can only speculate, but you you would assume she would have kept them in a couple of those games. Um, and one thing I just want to chat about because it's kind of fun to think about is just because she answered the, she answered or entered excuse me the transfer portal. That does not mean she is gone forever a hundred percent. There's a chance that she could opt to come out of the transfer portal, and then Mm -hmm. she would still be on the Gophers. Uh, There'd be some moving parts to that. Like, 
someone just did it in football. Philip Howard was entered the transfer portal. He just announced Thursday that he was coming back. So it is something that has been done. Obviously, Philip Howard wasn't suspended, and there was all this drama. So the players seem to would gladly take her back, at least it seems by everything that I've seen on social media and right. just the way they talked about Pitts. Pitts has been gracious in her exit, I like in the, what she's saying at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she would want to come back. And Whalen would really have to balance. We're getting back one of our best players who helps us in the tournament. But, like, can we bring her back when she's kind basically, like, turned her back on the team, in essence, and now we're just going to let her back? And I'm sure Pitts wasn't happy about the suspension, and that's presumably why she left. And I think if she came back, there'd be another suspension before she could play. So it's it's interesting to speculate what could happen, and it's just something to keep an eye on. And, again, Pitts would probably have to sit out a year if she goes somewhere else mm-hmm. and learn another new system and... She's got talent, and I don't know what her draft prospects were, if any, but I would presume staying in Minnesota and kind of staying young and continuing to play would have been the best option. So I guess maybe if everything cools down and then maybe she would decide to come back, but that's always just something to keep on the radar. So now I want to shift to who we're kind of looking at to replace Destiny Pitts. So give us a little key in on who so far has kind of taken over her scoring role, her position in the lineup, and who we can kind of expect to be a bigger focus going forward. Sure. So just in terms of roster, who's starting in place of Pitts right now, Masha Dashik is a senior guard. She's uh, been with the team uh, for a while now, but she really hasn't seen um, significant playing time. Uh, she did step up um, uh, for a couple of big uh, moments in the fourth quarter last night against Wisconsin when uh, the Gophers needed some uh, spark uh, to try to stay in the game. Um, but again, since she hasn't gotten those minutes, um, it's kind of difficult to expect her to just step in and do the things that Pitts was doing. Um, Waylon has said that she really has provided a little bit of a spark defensively, um, which could help the Gophers, but still, again, not quite um, the offensive player. In terms of just how they're going to try to replace those points, um, two names to really keep on the radar are freshman guard Sarah Scalia and redshirt junior guard uh, Gadiva Hubbard. Both are also um, three-point shooters, um, and they've really just kind of had to step up into different roles now. Um, For Scalia, obviously she's a freshman, so just trying to get comfortable to the collegiate pace. uh, switching over from high school. And then Hubbard um, has played significant minutes before for the Gophers, but last year um, did have to sit out for a foot injury. And now with uh, Pitts gone, she kind of has to um, look to step up into uh, more of a uh, leadership role herself. Um, and it's just kind of difficult too for her. She's kind of mentioned that um, throughout the season, just that, with sitting out all of last year, it was a good learning experience for her. But at the same time, there's been times where she said that it's been difficult for her to really get comfortable playing basketball again after not playing for almost a full season. Sure. And I mean, looking at the schedule and just since Pitts has been out, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's been going that great, but it wasn't going that great since then. Just kind of comparing 
before pits, after pits, how has the team look? Has it been a noticeable drop-off, or has it kind of just been the same as it was before? Well, what was interesting um, looking at how the team played is hours before their Iowa game is when Pitts announced her um, decision to transfer. And Iowa has been a little bit of a surprise this year in the Big Ten and has been playing pretty well. And the Gophers actually hung in there for most of the game and then in the third quarter even took a 15-point lead. So you kind of look at that and say, well, you know, maybe this is something that even though you hate to see a player like Pitts go, maybe it kind of takes a little bit of pressure off of these players and they start to uh, be more comfortable on the court again. Um, And then, of course, they ended up uh, losing the lead. Iowa ended up uh, winning in the uh, last possession of the game. And um, now it's just kind of up in the air in terms of how they're going to rebound from the loss of Pitts. They had a big win against uh, Purdue on this past Sunday. Um, and kind of uh, cruised to the victory in the second half there. But um, last night against Wisconsin, a game that they also probably would have wanted to have. Wisconsin's only 9-9 nine and nine and was 1-6, and uh, six, I believe, in the Big Ten coming into that game. Um, would have been nice to get a win on their home court there. So we'll still uh, have to kind of wait and see how things end up playing out. Yeah, I was at that Iowa game just a couple hours after that announcement, and I think the whole crowd was kind of trying to figure out what was going on. And I think... Players took a little – the first quarter, they didn't score a ton, neither did Iowa, so they were still in it, and it was kind of kind of feeling e- each other out. And then the second quarter, third quarter, Scalia got – was on right. fire from deep. She she does look like she can, especially in her sophomore, junior, senior year, really be a player mm-hmm. for the Gophers. And it was like, oh, wow, okay, maybe they're kind of rallying the troops a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to go in as a team win, and, it, yeah, they just couldn't – they couldn't stop Iowa in the final quarter, and they went cold themselves. Right, that's where you're like, well, Pitts could have helped, and but that was still a strong effort. Whalen was very positive in the post game interviews about the team after that game, and the team was very positive about the way they've played, and they were kind of like, if we keep playing like this, we're going to win some games. So it is interesting that they've missed her, and but they don't look lost without her. Right, so. There, there is still a little bit of hope there, and the team seems to have responded to it and become closer and kind of ready to kind of, despite the adversity, kind of rally the troops. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, they're 2-7 and seven in the Big Ten. They were 2-7 and seven last year. Mm-hmm. Both seasons, they started out well in non-conference last year. Not very good of a non-conference schedule. Right. This year, not, I wouldn't say that. They had a pretty decent non-conference schedule. I believe they were ranked for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this is... a a team that was doing really well and then has sputtered in the Big Ten, or do we have any explanation of why it, it has just kind of faltered at the beginning? I mean, last year they finished 9-9 nine and nine into the Big Ten, so they mm-hmm. rebounded, but maybe getting off to slow starts, has Waylon addressed that at all? You know, she hasn't really said that as much about uh, slow starts, and like you kind of had uh, alluded to there, um, one of the biggest storylines at the beginning of the season was – making sure that they had a tough non-conference schedule, um, at least tougher than they had last year, and um, so that they'd be prepared for the Big Ten conference season uh, this year. But I think part of the reason why they have sputtered is um, just especially if you look at their roster and their head coach, it's kind of an interesting mix of components. I mean, you've got 
senior guard Jasmine Brunson, who's played significant minutes before for the Gophers, but has never been their primary floor general or distributor, um, who's now stepping into that role. You've got Godiva Hubbard, who we mentioned before, had a uh, season-ending foot injury last year that kept her out the whole season. So she's trying to get back into, um, you know, feeling it out uh, on the court. You've got Sarah Scalia and Jasmine Powell, who are both freshman guards. So they were in high school last year and are trying to gain more experience this year. Um, And then you've got, as mentioned before, Adashik, who is a senior but really hasn't seen significant playing time before. And to top it all off, then a second-year head coach and second year of coaching in general, obviously she played for a long time in college and the WNBA, but doesn't have as much experience coaching. So um, it's early in her career, and a lot of these other players she has still have time to improve um, this season and then uh, moving forward. Um, But I think that definitely contributes to why they're not playing quite as well in the Big Ten yet. Sure, and they've gone up against a couple of ranked teams in the Big Ten. The Big Ten's a good conference this mm-hmm. year in women's basketball, so I think they're, I mean, 11-1, and one, you can't expect to keep up that pace. Right. It might, and with Pitts, maybe they have it, probably four wins there. They're four and five mm-hmm. and everything while well, they're in a tough Big Ten and they're they're kind of right in the thick of things. So I think probably with that and then having to play a couple games where without Pitts, one, you don't have Pitts, and then two, you're scrambling to play with an offense and a defense that you're not used to because mm-hmm. everything kind of went through her. And then without the bellows, then you don't have Taye who's rebounding the ball, right. at an impressive clip and you're not playing with her. And so it's just a lot of adjusting they've had to make mid season. So I wouldn't be surprised now that they start to kind of figure out what mm-hmm. they're going to be without her. They make, maybe don't finish nine and nine like they did last year, but at least kind of improve right. a little bit. And so that's kind of the hope and, Right now they're teetering. They're one of the last four teams in in ESPN's bracketology for the NCAA tournament. They're an 11 seed right now, and so it it was update. It was posted before they lost to Wisconsin on Wednesday. So we'll see if that has an impact at all. But they still have a chance, despite all the adversity, to make the make the NCAA tournament, which would be quite the feat, I think, mm-hmm. at this point. So let's just kind of play a what if game or finish this sentence. So the Gophers will make the tournament. If what do they have to do? Scalia and Hubbard both have to be shooting really well at, from the three point line. Uh, when Pitts was in Scalia was shooting about 44% from three, whereas Hubbard was shooting only 23, 23, 24% with Hubbard out the past three games, not including last night's game against Wisconsin. Hubbard, increased to about 34%, and Scalia was around the same range she was with Pitts in. Um, but we saw last night both went cold from three. They couldn't find a lot of offense in the third quarter, so their offense is going to have to revolve around uh, those two players. And then Gophers will miss the tournament if what? If they can't go on a run here in the Big Ten, um, they're 2-7. and seven. They've got two games against Indiana, who's in the top 15. They've got a home game to close out the season against Maryland. Getting two or three wins in that range there, along with some wins against some mid-tier Big Ten opponents, would uh, really help. But if they lose uh, those games, they will miss the tournament. And I think it's it's important to note they didn't make the tournament last year. So this, mm-hmm. 
I think even without Pitts, this is kind of an improved team from what we saw a year ago, and it's uh, Whalen starting to get her players into the system. Scally, obviously, a freshman. Brun- mm-hmm. or Powell, a freshman. So she's brought in some talent. So I think right. there's some optimism moving forward. We, I think as we learn more about the Pitts situation and how Whalen handed it, handled it, if it was maybe a situation where she overreacted or maybe it was Pitts that overreacted mm-hmm. or maybe it was a just reaction by both, but I think that'll be telling, and I'm sure recruits are wondering – kind of how that will affect right. will effect will have it too. So it'll be an interesting and important end to the season, not only for this year, but moving forward for the Gophers. So Brendan, I thank you for coming into the studio and talking some Gopher hoops with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Paul. All right. Thanks. In other news, the men's basketball team lost to Rutgers on Sunday after a pair of nice wins against Michigan and Penn State the week before. They welcome another tough test in Michigan State this upcoming Sunday. Another ranked win would do wonders for the Gophers as they sit on the edge of the NCAA tournament bracketology and will need another couple impressive wins to feel good about their resume moving forward. The men's hockey team lost a scrimmage to the USA under-18 team last Friday. Head coach Bob Motzko was not happy with the team's energy throughout the game, so expect to see the team start fast with high energy as they host Ohio State this weekend. Speaking of Ohio State, the women's hockey team split a series against the Buckeyes last weekend, falling 4-1 on Friday, in which head coach Brad Frost called it one of the team's worst performances in years. They were able to right the ship the next day as part of Hockey Day Minnesota, playing at Parade Stadium in Minneapolis. They are back in action this weekend in Madison for another matchup against the number one ranked Badgers. The Gophers are currently the number two team in the country. The women's gymnastics team had a strong start to its season, most recently, they won the Rutgers Quad event last weekend. Lexi Ramler was the star of the event, landing a perfect 10 on the beam. They take the mats again on Saturday at Materia Pavilion against Illinois. The men's gymnastics team finished second in the annual Windy City Invitational last weekend. Junior Shane Wiskus led the way for the team, winning titles on the floor and parallel bars, while also winning the all-around title. The Gophers are also back in action this weekend against Illinois on Friday. The wrestling team lost its most recent duel to Michigan on Sunday, which came two days after they beat Michigan, and Devin Skatska got his 100th win of his career. The team is back again for a tilt against Ohio State on Sunday at home. That's all for this week. We'll be back again next week to give you the weekly rundown on all things Gopher sports. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and review. We'll see everyone next week.